Good, good, good afternoon, and welcome to the Independent News Hour. I'm John Tarleton, editor in chief of the Independent, New York City's lefty newspaper and website. We're online at independent.org, I N D Y P E N D N T dot O R G O R G. Our brand new April edition hit the streets across the city in the past week. You can find it in our red and white news boxes in more than 60 public libraries, as well as independent bookstores, cafes, social movement centers, and other venues. It's great to be with you here on 99.5 FM, and we're also streaming on WBAI.org. My co-host, Amba Gagarian, is out today. We have an action-packed show for you. We'll have the latest on Donald Trump's arraignment and the reaction to it here in Trump's hometown. We'll also talk about the Manhattan DA who indicted Trump with an independent reporter who has followed his career. In the second half of the show, we'll take listener calls. And because we can't let Trump blot out other important things, we're also going to take a look at a couple of incredibly important elections today in Chicago and in Wisconsin. And we'll get an update from Albany, where Governor Kathy Hochul is demanding the rollback of the 2019 bail reform law that was passed here in New York as her price for approving this year's annual state budget. Uh, Lots of irony there, of course. Uh, Donald Trump will fly back to Mar-a-Lago tonight after being arraigned. Uh, many people who uh, are sitting in Rikers Island for many months uh, for minor uh, inf- uh, crimes that they haven't even been convicted of, of course, uh, won't have that privilege. So we will get to that later in the show. But turning to uh, New York City news earlier this afternoon, Donald Trump became the second current or former president to be arrested. The first president to be arrested was charged with speeding in his horse and buggy and paid a $20 fine. We'll reveal who this previous presidential perp was later in the show. Trump, meanwhile, has been indicted by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg on 34 felony counts for paying $130,000 in hush money to a former mistress in the final weeks of the 2016 presidential campaign and then falsifying related business documents. Heading to the Manhattan criminal courthouse, the ex-president posted on his Truth Social platform, quote, seems so surreal. Wow. They're going to arrest me. Can't believe this is happening in America. MAGA. (laughs) Well, WBAI's Taylor Fleming and the Indies' Katie Pruden teamed up uh, earlier today and spoke with New Yorkers to get their reaction. Uh, first at Union Square, and then they ventured down to the circus in lower Manhattan where Trump's backers and his critics rallied outside the uh, the courthouse uh, in support of Trump or uh, in opposition. Uh, so let's uh, listen in on what people had to say. I mean, it's, it's amazing that he hasn't been kind of brought uh, to trial before now or, um, yeah, basically there's... While in office, I think he did something that was on par with Watergate and uh, deserves to be punished in that way. And why he's walking around the streets is beyond me. He should be in jail, really should be put away. He is a blight on the American public. Doing things that aren't um, above board and trying to lie about what was happening and the way he talks about women, I think that's an important thread to this as well. But, yeah. I'm just curious to, I, I wish there could have been other things that came out during his presidency that he's charged in and arraigned on and not this, but I think at least it's something. 
Well, I think that the uh, prosecutor, he got to have enough evidence, you know, to go forward with this thing. So uh, I think we're going to be surprised on the uh, evidence that he presents after the uh, arrangement. This is a constitutional republic, and this Manhattan DA continually violates our constitution. We are we are here to show our love for Trump, show our love for America. Most mostly just a lot of a lot of press. I think it's really. Uh, you know, instructed that you know that for every for every actual protester, there's probably five or six press people minimum, and so you know you have you know just people circled up, uh, press magnifying them makes it, it seem like it's a much bigger event than it actually is, which I think is interesting. Uh, and then you had just an insane scrum when Marjorie Taylor Greene came, people pushing and shoving, but again, pretty much all press. As uh, Jamal Bauman from the Squad was here, like blowing his whistle in her face, so no one could hear what she was saying. Thought it was interesting. That report was filed by Taylor Fleming and Katie Pruden. As the last speaker noted, Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene was drowned out by counter-protesters when she showed up on the scene. This is New York Congressman Jamal Bowman shouting her down. Now let's talk about the truth. Now let's talk about the truth. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Now let's talk about the truth. Get out of here. I'm sorry that today. Jamal Bowman. I was born and raised in New York City. This is the city that I love. It's a city focused on hard work and love for all people. We will never accept hateful rhetoric in our city. Any rhetoric that is divisive, any rhetoric that Uplift white supremacy, we are pushing back against that in all its forms. Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to take her ass back to Washington and do something about gun violence, do something about affordable housing, do something about childhood poverty, do something about politics. Do your freaking job, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Again, that was New York Congressman Jabal Bowman. He represents New York's 16th district, which encompasses parts of the Bronx, Westchester County, and Putnam County, north of the city. And joining us now to talk more about what she saw today is WBAI's Taylor Fleming. Taylor, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. It's great to be here. So the last person you and Katie Pruden spoke to in that first clip noted that there were more media on hand than MAGA protesters. Uh, can you describe how the whole scene uh, looked to you and, and what the atmosphere was like outside the Manhattan criminal courthouse? Yeah, when Katie and I were there around 10, 11 a.m., it was still relatively calm, I would say. There was a lot of media presence both by the courthouse, I imagine, preparing for former President Trump's arrival later that day, and also by the MAGA protest. I would agree with our interviewees' assessment that there were probably more media covering the protest than actual protesters. I think pretty much every mainstream news organization was represented. ABC, NBC, they were all there. And probably international media as well. Yes, I did see some 
international media at the protests. So definitely that was that was also there. Right. Seems almost like what you had down there was sort of an outdoor uh, television studio. Almost. Yeah. So, John, you followed Trump's career for many years. Where do you think this is headed? Uh, there, there's so many ironies in all of this. I mean, Trump has been a, a one man uh, crime wave uh, for decades uh, with his uh, fraud, his various business frauds, tax evasion, uh, wage theft, uh, his sexual harassment, uh, probably serial rapist. Um, and then all the stuff that went on when he was in the White House, the incredible corruption uh, in that era, uh, even if you don't think he uh, you know, was in cahoots with the Russians in some way, uh, he was selling off uh, big parts of U.S. foreign policy to, you know, the, uh, Saudi Arabia and whoever, whoever else would, uh, you know, uh, buy up a bunch of hotel rooms at the Trump Hotel. So uh, he's finally getting busted on on something. Uh, it's, it's far from the worst thing he did, but, uh, you know, he's going to have to, uh, answer, uh, for it. You know, I think, uh, um, Trump's legal strategy will be the same that it's always been over the decades, which will be to, you know, relentlessly attack, uh, you know, the credibility uh, of the, of the prosecution and to try to, uh, throw up as many delays and de- deflections as he can. He learned these techniques, uh, from his mentor, Roy, Roy Cohn. Who, uh, Roy Cohn was, uh, a close aide to Joseph McCarthy in the 1950s, uh, later became a lawyer and sort of a consigliere to Trump. So Trump will fight hard and fight dirty, just like, uh, he always does. Uh, you know, as far as, uh, Trump personally, for somebody who got 34 felony indictments today, I think this might have been, uh, his happiest day since he lost the election because he was once again at the center of all attention, not even, not only today, but yesterday where there's, you know, breathless cable coverage of when his plane was going to, his Trump branded jet airliner was going to take off from Florida to fly to New York. And, and, uh, you know, so he's right back at the center of attention. It's a little bit like 2015 or 2016 in his first presidential uh, run. So, you know, he loves that. Uh, as politically speaking, it, you know, this whole thing is uh, definitely turbocharging his run for the Republican presidential nomination, uh, where Republicans are really uh, seem to be consolidating, you know, in support around him, seeing him as being, you know, unfairly uh, persecuted. You know, over time, if as this as he's, you know, these court proceedings go on, it, it will probably uh, dent him politically with the you know, the larger general electorate that he would have to face in a, you know, November 2024, if he won that nomination, uh, you know, but for him, I'm sure it's first things first, uh, as far as, uh, locking down, uh, GOP support. Um, so, uh, you know, one thing about this prosecution that we won't know for a little while is will it be sort of the first, uh, domino, uh, the, the district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia has been, uh, has a grand jury that's been looking into his role in trying to, uh, fraudulently overturn the election results in in Georgia, where he famously uh, made that phone call asking the secretary of state there to find him 11,780 votes. And of course, there's investigations around his taking uh, classified papers and and his role in in inciting the January 6th uh, insurrection. So uh, he may have more legal troubles ahead of him. But I think for uh, people, you know, who uh, relish the Trump, uh, you know, 
hauled into the courtroom today. I think ultimately Trump and Trumpism will have to be defeated uh, politically and ideolo- ideologically. It, you know, it, ha- it, it deeply appeals uh, uh, to uh, you know people who who resonate to a white supremacy and a certain uh, you know very old school version of patriarchal uh, Christian America. Uh, you know, the majority of the country is moving in a different direction. These people are, you know, holding on to the past. He's able to tap into a lot of their grievances and some grievances, you know, that have some merits around the incredible inequality in this country. And he's very uh, cynical about playing to that uh, as well. And uh, later on in the show, we'll talk about some big elections in Wisconsin today, which have everything to do with whether uh, Trump uh, could possibly uh, win or, or just outright steal the election in 2024. But right now, for one of uh, history's, uh, you know, great uh, con men and, uh, and, and performers, uh, this was a, a big day for Trump, but also yeah, a big day for people who've wanted to see him held accountable in some fashion. And uh, I, I, Taylor, I'm also curious, you were a teenager when Trump was elected president. Uh, what do you make of him and, all, you know, all of this? Yeah, that's right. I was 14 when he was elected president. So he's definitely the first president I remember following in the news. The 2016 election is the first election that I remember making a big impact on me. I think he has made a huge impact on how my generation, Gen Z, views Republicans and conservatism because the only Republicans, the only conservatives that we have seen in power really on the national stage have been Trumpist Republicans, have been MAGA Republicans. So I think... And and that doesn't seem too appealing to you and your Gen Z uh, colleagues? Well, I guess we'll have to... We'll have to see how we vote. I think statistically we do tend to lean pretty, pretty, uh, democratically for now. So we'll see if it sticks. But I think like us seeing Republicans like him on the national stage has definitely shaped how we view conservatism. All right. Well, Taylor, I, I thank you so much for uh, being out in the field today along with uh, Katie Pruden and, uh, for your, uh, report back uh, as well. Uh, we we really appreciate it, and we're going to be back uh, in, in after a short uh, music break uh, with our next guest, Independence Ted Ham, our criminal justice correspondent. He's followed Alvin, the career of Alvin Bragg, the DA who indicted uh, uh, Trump on these thirty four felony counts, and look forward to hearing what uh, Ted uh, thinks about all this. <laughs> 